0: Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason De discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame.
1: Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason De and I'm Brian Schulmeister.
0: What up, Bri? We um, doing a we doing a thing on Saturday, aren't we? We are. Be,
1: we are uh, yes. to celebrate what'll probably be LA lo- announced back in complete lockdown. We we will sit in our houses and get on Zoom and uh, do a little Grumpy Old Geeks drink up again.
0: Yes, and this comes out on Saturday, so this will be 6 p.m. the night this comes out. Unless you're on Patreon and get it a little bit early. So, (laughs) uh, yes, Saturday, July 18th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And you can go to GOG.show slash live for uh, the links to jump on
1: Zoom with us. Yes, and feel free to update that now so I can post that on social media. I will do that before this show goes live, Brian. There we go. All right. So that's going to happen. And uh, I thought we had had a brief moment of normalcy in the world uh, when there were reports that Kanye West had decided to drop his 2020 presidential bid. Mostly uh, his family basically saying they're worried that he might have had a manic episode. Might have. (laughs)
0: Might have. No, no. The first thing we knew was he was off his meds again.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, uh, unfortunately, apparently that's not true. He's continuing to be the idiot provocateur, according to news that you found, Jason, which then depressed me even more.
0: Yes. Kanye is officially on the ballot in Oklahoma, and he has filed his paperwork to run for president, which really sucks because... The best thing that I saw on Twitter all week was that his presidential campaign (laughs) lasted at exactly one Scaramucci, which is 11 days.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just wish 11 days was actually just a more palatable number to the human brain so we could actually get the Scaramucci in as an actual figure. That would be fantastic.
0: I know. I I, I do think that we need to use that more often, but 11 days is so random.
1: (laughs) Maybe maybe we should slow down our podcasting schedule and just release one episode per Scaramucci. I think that might be good. <laughs> it's been a Scaramucci. Here's a new episode. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I had a busy week in addition to following all the news and the craziness going on with school openings and Betsy DeVos becoming a total idiot. And the White becoming? House. Wait, becoming? becoming I'm okay. pretty sure
0: she came out of the womb a total no, idiot.
1: She did. She did. And and then the White House saying, ignore the science. Let's open schools. That seems wise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I was dealing with all that. Uh, I finally managed to uh, find time to go drive my wife's car so I could pass the smog check. Uh, You know, normal traffic as if nothing was going on out there. So that's amazing. Uh, That's interesting. I drove to Santa Clarita yesterday
0: and there was nobody on the road. um, And that was like at eight o'clock in the morning.
1: So I I was
0: on the 405 and the 101 at 8 in the morning, and I did not go below 70 miles an hour. It was
1: great. I wonder if nobody's just commuting from out there to the L.A. area right now. Who knows? Anyways, it's been pretty busy around here. Uh, But uh, I did manage to do one other tiny little thing. And that was? Uh, We bought a house in Toronto.
0: How did you buy a house without actually going to see it?
1: Well, uh, virtual
0: (laughs) virtual tours have
1: come a long way. Uh, We have a really good agent that we trust. Uh, We have family members that we trust a lot that are very knowledgeable about such things that uh, were sent to go dispatch to go look at them for us. And basically, we're told this is everything that you want. It's a good deal. Put in an offer right now. Uh, And we did and it was accepted. So we shall see. Now, you know, the waiting period begins, but uh, I might be getting out of here. Awesome. <laughs> so you haven't closed escrow or anything. You just put the bid in. And it's in the process. Bid, uh, bid's in. Bid's accepted. Now we're in the process. Okay. Yeah. So
0: yeah, that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Good times. Yeah. Good luck getting across the border. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think
1: we're not going to be moving anytime soon, but it's nice to know that we actually have a place and you know, quarantine for anybody coming from outside is going to be in place for a long time. So at least we now will have a nice, comfortable place of our own to quarantine into. Yep, there you go. So, yeah, that's a a good times. Good times there. Well, congrats and good luck. Well, I'm going to need some more money, too. So, gog.show slash donate. In the news.
0: So, Brian, we've been covering the TikTok kerfuffle with the... The U.S. government possibly wanting to ban them and everybody else wanting to ban them and every TikTok influencer on the planet worried that their their revenue stream is going to dry up soon, even though you know, I don't know how you get a revenue stream on TikTok. But.
1: <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, obviously people do because there are people making a lot of money and people that are freaked out about this. It's crazy to me that this is so much in line with with everything else that kind of is going on, at least in America right now, which is we know this is bad. We, yeah. we we know TikTok is doing bad things with the data. We are very aware of this. We also know the coronavirus is bad. We know lots of people are dying, but we just stick our fingers in our ear and go. Nah, 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 we need our <laughs> money. We need things to go on as per normal. We're having fun with this. We know Zoom <laughs> is a dumpster fire of of, of privacy holes. Yes. Yet we're
0: still having a drink up
1: using them. Yes, Tomorrow, we are. Uh, we know we know Facebook is a horrific entity. Yet we're both still on Facebook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so barely, but uh, yes. But here we go. Instagram is coming out with their uh, competing product called Rolls. Mm-hmm. So, uh, reels, not rolls. Reels. I knew no. I, I knew that was wrong as soon as it came off my tongue. I'm like Rolls. I'm like hmm, butter. I yeah. like those Hawaiian sweet rolls. Those are the best. Oh, they but are. Yes, it's called. Oh yeah, it's called Reels. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna do the same thing: 15 second video clips set to music. Blah 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 blah. Yep. Um. So uh, right now, it's only available in uh, India and Brazil, but it's rolling out, I guess, uh, pretty soon to the rest of the world.
1: Okay. I, I, don't, you know, I don't know if, if it's going to do it. Um, we'll see. I, there, there are pluses to, of course, the fact that it's being owned by Facebook and that you can easily uh, cross-populate your content across your various social media pref- uh, places. But uh, I don't know. They tried to do this with Instagram, too. It failed, and then they just bought Instagram. So... I can't imagine that they'll be able to buy TikTok, but uh, I I don't know. Is it better to have a horrific Chinese government running your favorite app or a horrific American government? company running your favorite app
0: i'm going with american company because at least we're not going to have the white house trying to ban them the <laughs> department of justice trying to ban them or whoever's trying to ban them this week yeah. it just gives you a little bit more safety net even though building your you know your entire life on somebody else's platform as we always oh, say is problematic that
1: ship has sailed jason yeah. No ain't nobody's spinning up a squarespace page anymore <laughs> that's
0: true <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but Instagram is also launching a new shopping page that highlights brands and collections. So in the explore tab now on the app, there's mm-hmm. a thing called shop. Yep. So you can go uh look at that and I did. I looked at it this morning when I put this story in here and apparently what they're trying to sell me are the ugliest car wraps in the history <laughs> of the world, the ugliest fucking wraps or tennis shoes. Those are pretty much all you can buy right now, at least on my shop tab. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure that the algorithm has picked those specifically for me because they know they know that I, you I always need to wrap have a car wrap. You always I, do. I, de- <laughs> I got to Yeah, I got to wrap my low rider in that uh, that fancy reflective gear or put some uh, tiger stripes on it or something like that. Uh, the only thing that actually has hit with the tennis shoes is I have ads for Air Jordans out the wazoo, and I do owns me some Air Jordans.
1: That's about it. I figure I guess we should start working on a grumpy old geeks car wrap. Ooh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, just down the side on both sides. Wear a fucking mask, you retard.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm assuming this is only going to be open to the people that are able to do, uh, do stores on Instagram anyways, which means you have to have at least 10,000 followers. Yeah. Um, So take a look at it
0: because yeah, take a look at it because some of the some of the stuff I saw doesn't didn't really have, I think, ten thousand followers. So Hmm, interesting. Well yeah.
1: God forbid anything makes sense or there be rules.
0: I know. Basically (laughs) what it does is on the on the shop page it has just a bunch of things and then you click on the image and it goes to just a regular Instagram post and there's a little button that says products or like shop for products in this image, and you click on that and then it shows you like a Uh, interesting buy page but it's 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 kludgy as hell it is definitely one of the worst interface choices they've ever made
1: uh, yeah instagram is not exactly set up to be a shopping app so Mm -mm. but uh let's shove it in there anyways right why not let's shoehorn
0: some shit in because we got nothing else to do since we're locked down
1: yep can't leave any pennies on the table Uh, Speaking of apps, the US has actually beat China on app store downloads for the first time since 2014. Now, before that sounds all exciting and we're number one, this is basically just based on timing of when the coronavirus and lockdowns hit. Okay, (laughs) so because China got hit first, they were well above us for a while. But then as we got hit later, uh, our our, uh, app downloads and installs and purchases rose above China's. So it's just a seesaw wave (laughs) where you can basically track where lockdowns are occurring in the world.
0: Yeah, you're bored. Let's download some apps. So they go back to work. They stop downloading apps. We're stuck inside. We download some apps.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what happened. So that's that, uh, that's that story in a nutshell. Um, and uh, I saw this and it kind of uh, – uh, this just made me scratch my head again. Uh, you know the meditation app Calm, yes we've talked yes. about it several times That's i, I right. have i have the pro version on my ipad yes well if you uh, you might feel silly for buying the pro version now because i know that you have hbo max and they are of course turning it into a tv show
0: <laughs> well just to clarify i didn't pay for it uh i my insurance company kaiser permanente oh. uh gave me a, a full free year subscription when the pandemic happened, they made a deal with them. So anybody that has insurance through Kaiser got a
1: code for a full free year. So I'm like, I'll take
0: it. Yes. Why not?
1: I well, could use some calm right now. Exactly. A combination of being backed by by healthcare providers and, of course, the fact that we're just in a crazy space uh, right now and people at least download, at least at least pay attention to the idea of possibly having a meditation app, whether they actually launch it more than once or not. I would love to see those statistics. Uh, but uh, they're, they're a big deal right now. You see commercials for them all the time all over various channels. Uh, so HBO Max is hoping to build on that success by launching a new show based on the Calm app. It will be formatted as a season of 10 half-hour episodes loosely built around Calm Sleep Stories series with visuals from the producers of National Geographic's One Strange Rock documentary series. So it might look cool. Uh, this serves as a backdrop to, and this is in air quotes, scientifically engineered narratives. Okay. Now, we've heard a lot about apps and their scientifically engineered crap to make you smarter, to calm you down, to all that, none of which has ever been proven. So probably a good idea for it to be in air quotes there. But you're getting a whole bunch of pretty solid Hollywood A-listers doing this, including Mahersha Ali, Idris Elba, your favorite, Oscar Isaac, Nicole Kidman, Zoe Kravitz, Lucy Liu, Cillian Murphy, and Keanu Reeves.
0: This, This annoys me because my favorite calm sleep story that they have is by stephen fry and that's the one i listen to all the time because he just puts me right to sleep it's great
1: (laughs) well speaking of that i think this is hilarious because uh here is the statement from calm co-founder and co-ceo michael acton smith calm started life as a meditation app but the brand has evolved far beyond that We are delighted to bring the magic behind our audio sleep stories to the screen for the first time. These experiences are visual Valium and will help people relax and unwind during these stressful times. Visual
0: Valium. We have created a show to put you to sleep. All right.
1: (laughs) Yes, And speaking of the coronavirus pandemic's effects on media, uh, the pandemic has been great for Netflix, unsurprisingly. Three months ago, Netflix announced that it had seen a huge surge in new subscribers because people were stuck at home around the world, waiting out the pandemic. So this, uh, this quarter, they released their numbers again. Netflix says it's also doing great during April, May and June, because we're still stuck at home around the world, waiting out the coronavirus pandemic. So they've managed to sign up another 10 million more subscribers, and they now have 193 million subscribers worldwide. Now, (laughs) after this announcement, which is like, oh, my God, that's amazing how great Netflix shares went down 10% in the market. And why is that? (laughs) Well, they're worried that they've now signed up absolutely everybody in the world that they can possibly sign up. So growth is going to be a problem because capitalism.
0: That's 193 million subscribers. There's a lot more people in the world that have televisions.
1: Well, there's a lot more people in the world that have televisions. There's even a lot more people in the world that have the ability to perhaps subscribe to Netflix, but they may not have the finances to be able to do so because everybody's out of work. Ah, good point. Good point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Well, speaking of subscription services, NBC Peacocks is now out. The Peacocks Mm -hmm. have left the farm.
1: I have installed it.
0: You have I okay, because uh, you can you can watch for free. There is a free version, but there's there's, there's multiple tiers. So you can get uh, the totally free, ad supported version, and mm-hmm. then you've got a couple paid versions for like four ninety nine and nine ninety nine a month. Yes. So uh, I have a link in the show notes on how to install it, and also how to unsubscribe and cancel if you'd like, and how to have your account totally removed if you like. It's a full <laughs> soup to nuts uh, peacock manual. as it Yes. Were.
1: Yeah, I installed it because uh, the day it came out, at least uh, here, I know that there were beta versions available to Xfinity or Cox subscribers earlier, Um, it was the day that they basically took all the Premier League soccer games and refused to have them televised normally and only put them on Peacock to entice people like me to download the app, which worked Ah. so I could watch a game. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and they're going to be getting all all the Premier League games. Uh, There will be... Bigger games will still be broadcast, but if you want to be able to see all the games, you're going to have to become a Peacock paid subscriber. That will not be part of the free tier. So we shall see what happens with that. Um, it's it's a it's a decent. It's better than Hulu in terms of interface. I'll give him that. <laughs> that's um, not hard. That's not <laughs> hard uh but i did look around at the other offerings uh smattering of movies you know i'm not really a movie guy this might be of interest to you because they you know they obviously have quite a, a big share of stuff uh watching old nbc shows could care less not really into it. Um, yep. So I didn't really see anything of interest. And I don't think that they've announced any uh, specific programming that will that they're going to put money into. I think it's all just going to be licensing deals. Ah, uh, no. They have an original. No, <clears throat> oh, they do. They okay. have an original. They have Aldous Huxley's Brave New
0: World, ah, which is getting very terrible reviews. <laughs> so... Yeah, you can check that one out. But yeah, Brave New World has launched on Peacock and right. uh, I've been seeing the reviews for it. Yes, like I said, they're not stellar.
1: Yeah. And in terms of bad optics and and bad timing and maybe having to look at the calendar, I thought this was kind of an interesting story. Um, and one day after NBC Universal rolled out Peacock streaming services, uh, a bunch of shows disappeared from it. The next <laughs> day, uh, including 2009's Fast and Furious. Evan Almighty are already gone, and several other blockbusters are on the way out by the end of this month, including all the Jurassic Park movies, or at least the original trilogy, uh, the Matrix trilogy, Shrek, Children of Men, The Mummy, and The Blair Witch Project will all be leaving Peacock on July 31st. So if you are interested in seeing those, you should sign up quickly. Now, this is not unusual. Uh, Things are always disappearing from all the services. That's why there's big, uh, big, big click-through bucks on what's disappearing from X this month. Uh, articles everywhere across the web. And it's just licensing arrangements and all that. But I do think it's kind of funny that they just didn't. I suppose it's such a... I, I would love to see that Excel spreadsheet. So I'm sure it was very hard to find a day to pick where nothing was disappearing the very next day. But a very funny article because of that.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all stuff I've already seen. That's the,
1: that's the whole thing. These well, things are all just of these rerun streaming factories. services, except for Netflix, which and and I guess and Amazon, Apple TV,
0: Apple TV, You know, they've got the they've got their originals on there. That's yeah. pretty much that's about it. Hulu's got some originals, and you know, I think that's just
1: sale and, that's going to be the way that they're going to have to go. I, I can't imagine there being a streaming service that isn't producing original co- quality uh, original content that is going to be able to get people's monies. Yeah, I mean, everybody's going to be a studio now, which is, you know, that's great actually for a good Hollywood. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good I mean, competition. <laughs> that's what we want. We just don't want to, we just don't want to be nickled and dimed everywhere for it so that we end up with like $300 per month bill instead of the $200 per month bill I had originally to get all <laughs> this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's coming. Just get mm-hmm. used
0: to that. So, um, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I'm going to check out Peacock. There's really, I, you might as well check it out for yeah. free. Uh, what's yeah, I'm going to try it for so. free. I, I'm going to check out Brave New World because I always like that book. You know, that was always the big, the big uh, argument back in the early days of the cyberpunk revolution is like, <laughs> are we going to turn into 1984 or are we going to turn into Brave New World? Well, it turns out we turned into Brave New World. And 1984 at the same time we have a hybrid
1: now. <laughs> yes, and I remember a couple of weeks back we had somebody ask us a question about sci-fi for kids. Brave New World, I remember being one of one of the very first sci-fi books I read as well. Uh, great book.
0: Okay, okay, I didn't know it was that kid friendly.
1: Well, I mean, there's no sex or drugs or murder in it, really. It's just kind of weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And hat tip to
0: Dana for this one. Fan marketing app GigRev celebrates successful first year. Now, I wanted to ask you about this. I put this in here specifically to ask you about this, since you're the music industry guy. Mm -hmm. This seems like... uh, it's because it says it's like white-labeled fan clubs, and you used to make fan clubs for I a did. living. I did. And mm-hmm. uh, have you checked these guys out at all?
1: Uh, I haven't looked at any of the ones that they've built. Uh, I, I read through some of their stuff on their site. They're doing exactly the sort of thing that that we did um, back in the day. Uh, it, it was, it'll make some money. It'll always make some money. I, we're obviously in a weird bubble right now where there are no concerts, um, so there is more interest in this for a brief period of time. Uh, once we move past this and concerts start again, I expect their revenue will decrease a lot. They're, they're in a weird bubble where right now there's nothing else to do. And if you want to see what's going on with your, your favorite bands and you're young and into that sort of thing, and you can consume all the contents in the world and you're a super fan, uh, they're probably getting a lot of signups right now, especially if they can actually... The hardest part of all of that for me, all those years with all those artists, was getting them to produce content. So if Mm. they have figured out the secret sauce or have found the right artists who are interested, willing to produce content, to sit in front of a camera, to talk, to answer fan questions, all that sort of stuff on a regular basis all the time, if they've got that going on, then they'll probably make a decent amount of money, at least until the coronavirus thing ends. After that, good luck with it.
0: Yeah, it seems like like you know, in the long haul, this is going to be for smaller artists. It's basically like a Patreon type of model for, you know, just about any artist. But the big artists, I'm sure,
1: are just going to be like, you know what, I can just go fill a stadium. And make my nut
0: for the next year. So. Exactly,
1: exactly. And, and then the, really the only, the only thing that was really doing well for the fan club things uh, back in the day for me was basically doing meet and greet contests. And mm. that's, uh, people would sign up just for that chance. So you'd, you'd have to strong arm the artists to say, okay, we need you to meet at least 10 to 20 people pre-show. And if you're willing to do that, I can guarantee you that we're going to make income on your fan club. So if they can get that going, maybe they'll still stand a chance. It's never going to be a huge moneymaker for either the artist or this company unless they get enough people. And it's just kind of I'm sure they built a system. There's a whole back end and every single site's exactly the same. So that makes sense.
0: Yeah, they said they they spent 3 years building the back end before they Jesus even went Christ! Live. So I did I'm it like, in 3 how, months.
1: Shut how up. How slow <laughs> can you be? I know. I'm like 3 years? Seriously? <laughs> That's a little ridiculous. Uh I mean good on them. Good luck. I, I looked at it. I uh, I you know, it, it again, it makes sense for the super fans um but you know, so you got to have a band with enough super fans for it to make sense.
0: Yep. Yep. So uh, good luck to him, man. Mm -hmm. Anything that anybody can do to help other people make money in these
1: troubling times. I I support anything (laughs) that's actually getting some money to the artists. Are you hungry?
0: I am. Which means it's a perfect time to talk about Factor. Why not make your spring a breeze with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals? Picture this. Every meal is fresh, never frozen, crafted by top chefs, and has the dietitian's thumbs up. Plus, they're ready to roll in just two minutes. You've got 35 mouth-watering options to choose from each week. Whether you're into calorie smart keto, ramping up your protein, or keeping it green with vegan and veggie factors, got you covered. And there's more. Each week brings over 60 extras, including breakfast, grab-and-go lunches, snacks, and drinks to keep your energy up and your taste buds happy all day. So, what's the holdup? Dive in today and give your spring the tasty kickstart it deserves. As someone who's lived off microwave meals for most of his life, I can confidently say that Factors chef-crafted dishes blow anything else I've had out of the water. The chicken stays juicy, the veggies are crisp, and the flavors are absolutely delicious. I'm talking about meals like their artichoke and spinach chicken and the spicy poblano beef bowl. Out of this world. Are you craving a touch of gourmet? Well, check out the meals featuring luxury ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. It's fancy dining without the fuss. And speaking of no fuss, the meals are a total breeze. Forget about prepping, cooking, and cleaning. Just heat up your meal and enjoy the deliciousness. Plus, everything's tailored to fit your life. Customize your weekly meal plan to get exactly what you need, whenever you need it. Need to pause or shift your deliveries? No problem. It's all designed to work around your schedule. Factor is your solution for fast, premium meals without the need for cooking. In Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for the lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code grumpy50 at factormeals.com grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. This episode is sponsored by Mood. 420 celebrations come in all shapes and sizes, just like the many ways to enjoy your THC. Mood offers just the right buzz with their federally legal flower, gummies, vapes, and more, helping you find the perfect high. Mood is offering our listeners a free THCA pre-roll and 20% off your first order. Just head over to hellomood.com and use our exclusive code GOG. Mood's latest introduction, the THCA flower, is a game-changer, offering the classic cannabis high with a twist. With 10 high-inducing strains, it's their most potent lineup yet. What's even better is that all Mood products are extracted from hemp, making them federally legal, and are regularly tested to ensure the highest quality. Sourced from small family farms, you're getting a product that's effective and pesticide-free. I tried several of their products from the uplifting energized to the mellow chill. And I must say, each provided a unique, enjoyable high. My favorite? Definitely the creative strain. It sparked an incredible flow of ideas and got me through my daily projects with ease. Whether you're new to THC or a seasoned aficionado, Mood has something for every vibe. Their in-house experts have tailored different strains to match specific moods, offering a range of products to suit any preference. From delectable gummies to classic flower in convenient pre-rolls, there's a multitude of ways to enjoy Mood's offerings. Celebrate 420 exactly how you want to with Mood. Get 20% off your first order plus a free THCA pre roll at HelloMood.com with promo code GOG. That's HelloMood.com code GOG. Security? Ha! This week we are joined again by our good friend Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast. Dave is also the host of the social engineering podcast Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, as well as the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy as well as surveillance and privacy. And you can check out Dave's new show, Stormtrooper Times, where he gives you all the (laughs) Stormtrooper news that's fit to print.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it never starts on time, though. I don't know. We 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 we, tr- we tried to have a um, a start time, but we keep missing it.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you very much. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, how we doing, guys? How's this week going? So far, so good. Back on lockdown, sort no, of.
1: Not officially, but we expect the announcement later today. Has Give numbers. it about fifty-five minutes. Yep. <laughs> yes. Is that yes. right?
0: Oh yeah.
2: Oh
1: yeah.
0: Our transmission rate has gone to 1.1, so wow. that is a bad thing to have happen.
1: How do you guys feel about that? Um, honestly, I think I can speak for Jason. Uh, Jason and I and our, well, my respective family and his respective household have been living as if we we're under lockdown anyways, uh, regardless mm-hmm. of whatever they've said about opening up. Uh, that does not change the intense anger and depression that comes with the fact that uh, obviously people are incapable of getting their shit together enough for us to ever get out of this
0: yes i'm not depressed about it i am fucking furious i Mm. I, fucking furious is about the only way that i can describe it because (laughs) people still won't wear masks and they think it's a hoax and they are just too stupid to live um
1: i actually it's funny because the the battle on on facebook has become fast and furious between people who believe this and people who don't and uh i i know two people that have posted i've had to get rid of friends from high school i actually unfriended a friend from high school this week uh after posting something about the schools and and it's not safe and and the you know the white house basically saying we should ignore the science to open up the schools anyways and of course somebody had to post but the kids aren't dying and that uh, i wasn't even paying attention i had gone to like take a shower or something like that and i came back and like 50 of my other friends have posted you fucking moron and here's all the links about how people are dying and then of course he defended it with something along the lines of well what about the people that died from h1n1 under obama and i was just like unfriend Ah. you're out of here yeah (laughs) yeah time to move on Who has time for that noise? Exactly. That was kind of my point. (laughs) Obviously, you are not going to listen to anything and you're always going to have a whataboutism. And nobody has time for this shit anymore.
2: Yeah, I think that I share that that is a real source of despair for me that those of us who in good faith are trying to do the the right thing and protecting ourselves and our family and our friends and our communities and then to see people all around us for will out of willful ignorance doing all the wrong things. And so making it that much harder for us to get our feet back under us. Yep. And we're the sheeple just aggravating.
1: Right, right. Yeah. We're the sheeple <laughs> right. because they've got YouTube documentaries that will tell us that you do not get enough oxygen through your mask.
2: Oh, you fucking
0: idiot. Right. I, I 'm just uh, over it. I'm fucking <laughs> over it. Yeah. I went to a park, uh, for a socially distance walk with my lady and her dog the other day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is i mean it's a massive park the the uh the sidewalks are about twelve feet wide, so you have plenty of space to stay away from people. But as we walked around the park, we got to the basketball court, which had anywhere between fifty and a hundred kids. All playing basketball, obviously, with no masks, sweating on each other, breathing on each other. And the (laughs) parents were sitting there in lounge chairs just watching.
1: Yeah, it's insane. When I take my bike rides up the coast with my mask and all of that so I'm I'm as safe as can be in the outdoors, uh, there are volleyball courts all up the length of Santa Monica through Malibu. The city has taken down the nets, um, but people buy their own nets. And there are groups, huge groups of people (laughs) playing volleyball every single day. I'm sure they're not living in the same households. There's not a mask to be seen. It's it's just insane.
0: There were two people playing volleyball in the park, but it was one person on either side. And I'm like,
1: that's how you do it. Oh, well, yeah, Mm -hmm. but this is not one person (laughs) on each side. These are huge organized teams and, you know, it is what it is.
2: Seems like one-on-one tennis would be okay. Yes. you know, like if if you want to pick your outdoor sports activity, that I, I, that, that's a good one. That's a that seems safe to me. Yeah,
1: there there are <laughs> yeah. ways to do this in a safe way right now. Mm-hmm. That you know, obviously, you will be sacrificing your normal life. It will not be normal life, but you will you can get enough activity and connection and everything else. You can do all of that safely right now and. Again, they, they, the, they've come out and basically said, if everybody here would just wear a mask for four to eight weeks, we can beat this. Yep, it's right. not going to happen. I think we need to bring back
0: jarts. That's what we need to do, and we throw them we,
1: at the idiots.
0: No, that's. A, I <laughs> that think that's just potato ex-
2: guns. <laughs> uh, yeah, potato <laughs> guns.
0: I just think that's a fine socially distanced outside activity, but they've been banned uh, by the government, and now you have to play uh, cornhole like a like a wuss. I miss jarts. <laughs> it was. It had the right amount of danger when you were a kid. You personally, know, you, <laughs> I am happy you no
1: longer have jarts in your arsenal, Jason. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> speaking speaking for myself, somehow, somehow <laughs>
2: booby trapping his 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 house with 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 jarts with spring loaded jarts. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> first I,
1: I see that, but then I also see the the same the same uh reasoning that uh, led to, led Jason to no longer have a gun. Sometimes you just have a bad day, and jarts I can be self inflicted. I'm not, I'm not going right. to fall on my own fall jart. on your jarts No, <laughs>
2: well,
1: he'd throw them up in the air and then try to catch them catch with it. his <laughs> with mouth your eye or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, coming down, well, coming down. <laughs> now that Jason's all over TikTok, you know, it, it could just be a stunt he'd try to get the views.
2: Uh, you know, that reminds me when I was a kid, there was a neighbor kid who had a bow and arrow set. And he would just spend hours in his yard shooting straight up in the air <laughs> and uh, and then he, watching for it to come back down. And, and, he, and as far as I know, he never got hit. But Well, man. He's probably
1: one of the people you'd be unfriending at this point. (laughs) That's right, exactly. Right. Well, nothing bad ever happened to me. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Uh, just just a quick note on that. We all did see that the study came out that basically said that the uh, lower your IQ, the less chance that you will follow directions that save your life, such as wear a mask. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. was all over the place. So just that. Right. Right. Okay. Doesn't say hey, anything happened. Fertility? Security, though. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, <clears throat> any idiot can breed. Yeah. Um, well, security. Twitter was, had a <laughs> Twitter had a big week, didn't they? <laughs> yes, they did. Now I, I now, will. I'm going to state for the record here that I have actually read zero on this subject because I kind of wanted to get the fresh take from you guys. <laughs> okay.
2: I saw, well, it ha- where I saw were it you were
1: you yeah. yeah, when it, when I,
2: it when it began, where were you? And what was your so let's start with you, Jason. Where were you when there started to be an inkling that something was up with Twitter? What was going on with you and how were you tracking it?
0: Uh the first thing is I'm just I have Twitter open in another window. I'm sitting here editing, working on a show, and then I see Elon Musk's tweet. And I, I immediately screen capped it and I literally said to myself, oh. here we go. Here we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh the, fortunately, the replies to Elon's tweet about the Bitcoin and send me send me you know x amount of dollars, and I'll double it for the next thirty minutes. I'm like, oh my god, somebody's gonna fall for this. But then I then I went and looked at the replies, and almost unanimously, everybody's like, this is stupid. This is a scam. This is a scam. Then I mm-hmm. saw the next one happen. I think it was uh, I can't remember whose it was. It might have been uh, Bill Gates or Obama. I follow them both. And then, then I'm just like, oh shit, this is big. <laughs> this is big. Right, right, right. I'm like, you get one A-lister, you know, okay, there's a trophy for you right there. You start to get all the A-listers, okay, this is an inside job, something massive is happening here. Because you know, every single one of those accounts has two factor on. So this Mm -hmm. is not something that was going to be just a little flash in the pan. I'm like, these guys got access, big access. So I just, I just like pop some popcorn and just watch Twitter.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I actually, uh, I guess I was having dinner with the family. And so I wasn't looking at my phone. And then after dinner, I, I sat on the couch and pulled my phone out and started, uh, you know, doom scrolling as I do. And, <laughs> yes. uh, then I started seeing things lighting up from some of the infosec folks saying, and, and you know, the speculation running rampant. Um, and like you, there, there just came a point when you sort of sit back and you say, all right, well, this is not in my control. seems like I still have access. So let's sit back and, and watch this unfold. And so I did just that over the, the next couple hours I literally did um, pop popcorn, by the way, and watched. Oh, did you?
0: Because <laughs> yeah, we had the popcorn maker out from the night before. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. So I just threw in some more popcorn and, and made a bowl and just sat here and, and just watched them go by. It was so much fun.
2: Mm. Well, uh, I mean, to, to sort of break it down for you, Brian, uh, you know, there are a number of popular theories as to what exactly could have been going on here. Uh, it seems like one that's bubbling up to the top is that – In the days leading up to this, there were some folks on some dark web forums who were selling access to Twitter accounts um, for a few thousand dollars. Right. And um, Krebs on security has a story about uh, how he seems to be have have a certain amount of confidence that this could be the work of a notorious sim swapper who goes by the name plug walk joe Mm -hmm. and he's been receiving uh, intel from folks that he follows and contacts he has that uh this is a, a 20 something uh brit who is stuck in i believe spain right now because of the coronavirus and Maybe got a little bored or <laughs> <who knows what. laughs> he needed plane ticket money to get home. So he's like, "Ah, oh, let me. Do yeah. Something here. Yeah. Idle, the, uh, idle hands. <laughs> well, but the, the things that I think have set people on edge is that if you had this kind of access, why would you use it for something as dopey as a Bitcoin scam? Right. Well, I mean,
1: there's a longstanding theory that criminals are lazy and stupid. Yes. So there's absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um Yeah, and I, I did the one thing that I did really see from this that considering the high profile nature of what has occurred and the fact that obviously they will get caught eventually because it was so high profile, there's going to be a lot of eyes on this. Uh the, the takeaway from it was very, very small. It's not like they made a lot of money. hmm Yeah, mm-hmm. they barely got anything out of it yeah. comparatively to what they yeah.
0: could have.
2: Well, and that that led some folks to wonder if this could have been a misdirection. Could they have been, um, you know, t- getting us to take our eye off the ball for, for th- that they had some deeper access? Uh, could it be it been a demonstration of capabilities? Could it be used to shake our confidence in Twitter when so many? Sorry, folks we had are getting confidence
1: their- in Twitter. Well, you think so many. Yeah, that's a
2: good point. But so many people get their news from Twitter. Imagine sure. if um, imagine if they when they got the Biden campaign, if they said, I'm dropping out of the race or um, I hate, hate to tell you I have terminal cancer or, you know, something yeah. like that. Uh, lots of things they could have done with the the, the uh, accounts that they had. The other thing that's happening is folks are taking a closer look at because it's kind of revealed some of the admin tools that some high-level Twitter users have, mm-hmm. and so people are wondering about that if a if a Twitter admin can effectively bypass uh, two-factor authentication. Um, Uh, And and I should also point out that one of the other concerns, as I was saying about misdirection, is uh, that it's presumed that these folks had access to all of the DMs for those accounts. That's the one that I was going to get to,
0: yes. It's like, uh, this could just be a massive attack to slurp everybody's DMs, especially if they got access to, you know, the carrot in chief. And I do have to say that the jokes were flying fast and furious about why. Uh, Trump's account wasn't hacked, and they said because it wouldn't be believable because he's never doubled anybody's money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's a good one. Um, just just a thought on, on the DMs thing. I, I do think that, say, for celebrities and things of that nature, uh, getting access to their DMs would be a big deal. I, I don't personally believe that getting access to, say, a, a Joe Biden account DM is going to so, see much of anything because it's not really his account now, is it? Right, Right, but so. Trump's
0: is. Yes, Trump's is. So, hmm. mhm. I think I think uh, Obama's is as well. So I'm pretty sure he's he's doing I, I'm his I'm sure
1: own. Obama is not sending uh, dickies through his DMs. No, it's not that. <laughs> it's just if you if you need some political capital, you never know. <laughs> and yeah. I'm sure well, I, again, reasonably smart people are probably not doing uh, you know, secure conversations through their DMs on Twitter.
0: This is true. This is true. But you never No, know. but so. it has it has pushed <laughs> Sometimes for... you get
2: drunk. <laughs> <laughs> right. sometimes you get jarted. it has a uh, push for folks saying that uh, twitter should have end-to-end encryption with their dms that the dm should have better security it's been a reminder of that old uh, yarn about you know don't put anything in an email that you wouldn't put on a postcard and uh, dms are sh- perhaps should be considered in the same category they are not secure So Mm -hmm. they're not encrypted. Twitter does have them. And this demonstrates that somebody could get them. Indeed.
0: Yeah. And uh, it also demonstrates that they need to have better controls over who has access to these tools.
2: I suspect Twitter's going to be taking a close look at that now. <laughs> yeah, <I> think so. <laughs> think yeah, I there think might be so. a review of some of the security policies. Um, the uh, One thing we, we haven't mentioned is that um, there's speculation uh, that it was an insider who was bribed. Right. I mean that's that was my original
0: theory. It's like I hate my, even my first tweet about it, I'm like hashtag inside job because mm-hmm. – you know i they say that you know twitter's saying that there was a social engineering attack that let somebody get in and get to the tools but i'm not buying it i'm not buying mm-hmm. it my gut says that somebody got paid off
2: yeah there's been it's funny there's been some chatter among uh uh, security pros is to sort of uh, I don't know pedantic terminology of is what is considered a hack is a bribe considered social engineering I don't right. think a bribe is social engineering No
0: that's 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 sheer criminality right there
2: Yeah Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we, we the, the bottom line is everything is still speculative. We don't know what happened. It'll probably be a little while before we will know what happened. I would expect that Twitter will have to release some sort of report outlining what exactly happens. And that'll be met with, uh, you know, varying degrees of skepticism. But and derision. eventually, I think we will know. Yeah, yeah. I think we will know. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, whoever did this gets brought to justice, because as you said, Jason, Talk about a bright spotlight on you.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Because, I mean, the FBI has taken over the investigation into this one now. And uh, I do have to point out, and my roommate made this point, I thought it was very good. You kept seeing the lists of all the people that got hacked, and one of the people that got hacked was Kim Kardashian. Who never showed up on any of those lists and you know her ego is just seething going, well, well i got hacked too why am i not on any of the lists
1: <laughs> to, to be fair kim kardashian's entire instagram account is or twitter account is basically just selling things anyway. so it would have yeah. just flown by the radar oh she's just selling something else
2: good point are good either point. of you guys verified no <laughs> <Fuck> no no, <laughs> no we can't neither. get
1: we can't get an account verified to save our life I knew yeah. the
0: girl that actually ran the verification department at Twitter, and she couldn't even do it for me. She's like, I can't tell you how we do it. I can't tell you why we do it, and I can't do it for you. I'm like, well, <laughs> shit, I should just go to Instagram and pay somebody because that's how they do it over there. They take bribes <laughs> at Instagram.
2: Yeah, mine's not either. With the CyberWires is, but uh, my personal one is not. And- Are they
0: still doing it, though? Because th- remember they shut it down after the white supremacist got verified, the guy who like started the Charlotte. Mm. The Charlotte I don't know. That's a good
2: question. I, I think we got ours a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, I did apply for it once, probably I don't know, six or seven years ago, and and never heard anything back from them. So I didn't pursue it any farther than that. So, yeah, yeah, I've applied like
0: ten times, and I was one of the first 140 users of Twitter, and I still can't get verified. I'm like, come on, guys! Oh wow.
1: <laughs> yeah but that account's yeah. long gone. You're using a different one. Um, yeah, I tried to get us verified on, I tried to get grumpy old geeks verified on Instagram, and it was a no- go because I didn't give them the bribe, so you know yeah: uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm working on claiming my panel. I don't know if you guys know this on if you Google your name on Google, <laughs> you don't want to Google your name on Bing, but if you uh, search for your name on Google, there's a little information panel on the right that has mm. all of your bona fides on it, and you can claim that. Yeah. So I'm going through that process right now, and the last step that I have to do um, is send them a selfie with a uh, state or federal-issued ID, and then they'll hmm. do it. So that's their last step. With Twitter, you just had to, like, send a scan in of your, your right. ID. But, uh, yeah, they want you to take – for Google, they, they're like, take a selfie with this. It's <laughs> like show proof of life so you're not somebody taking over with it. Yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, you guys can try that if you want to, you know, get your little panel and get control over that. Because I, there's some things in mind that I want to, I want to fix. But uh,
1: I think I did that quite a long time ago, and it was pre-requiring the selfie. I don't remember having to do that. So,
0: oh uh, yeah, I had to show them. I had to show them admin screens for two social media networks. So I had to show them the admin screen that I had edit permissions on Twitter and Instagram and then do the selfie thing and a couple other things. But they actually make you do screenshots of you having admin access to social media accounts that are linked to your account. Right. Hmm, cool. Which is interesting, but do you know? Yeah.
1: Got to do something. Yep. <laughs> well, speaking of hacking, we've got some other news about that. The NSA is saying Russian hackers are trying to steal COVID-19 vaccine research. Uh, this isn't just the NSA. Intelligence Services in the US, UK, and Canada uh, say uh, Cozy Bear is back. That's who they're blaming right now, also known as APT29 or the Dukes. They're using malware and spear phishing attacks, according to a joint advisory from uh, all these different agencies. And they also published some guidance to help healthcare organizations beef up their systems defenses. So uh, it's not just Russia that's attempting to do this. In April, the U.S. accused Chinese hackers of trying to steal vaccine research. <clears throat> it emerged last month that similar attacks had also taken place against the U.K.'s National Health Service. Um interesting stuff i mean there's going to be a lot of money involved in the covid-19 vaccine when it hits uh, when we actually get one so not surprising that this is happening uh you know the the very tiny part of me that still has any hope or belief in, in in the world working the way i once envisioned it should kind of feels like shouldn't covid-19 vaccine research be a massive world open source project but you know that part of me is dwindling every day well yeah. That's the way
2: polio vaccine was, right? I think mm-hmm. Jonas Salk uh, put the polio vaccine in the public domain because he felt it was too important to retain the patent on. Yes. Um, and A lot of AIDS know, researchers course.
0: said that if they, had, if they had all gotten together, we'd have a vaccine for that by now too. But everybody wanted to hoard their research. Mm-hmm. Yay,
2: World. <laughs> yeah, but also think about what a competitive advantage, just a, a global
1: economic competitive advantage you could oh, yeah. have. If, if China or Russia get, could get their yeah. countries up and running first. Yeah.
2: Right, right. Yeah. So if we're not playing, or if we are playing by the rules and they're not, and they benefit from being able to take advantage of the results of our research, uh, that could give them an advantage. I, I just think about just what a huge freaking unforced error this is for the us and and, this, and the world this, this, this the us and the world but you know from an economic point of view how our our economy is going to be in the in the dumpster <laughs> much longer than other nations and mm-hmm. and like i said it's an unforced error
1: yeah i like how we just all kind of dwindle off into our own Private sadness. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, just like... stare off into the distance. <laughs> it's,
2: it's one of those stock totally... footage shots where somebody's leaning up against a, a cold glass, yeah. uh, rainy day window, and I, I was and thinking, gazing on
1: that Kermit the Frog meme where he has his cup of tea and he's just staring out in the rain. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, I did see one thing that I thought that was interesting and somewhat positive. Our our friend Andrew Yang has kept himself busy after his presidential campaign and he's launched a new project uh, called the Data Dividend Project. Uh, Data rights are human rights. So this is a it's a movement dedicated to taking back control of our personal data, saying our data is our property, and if we allow companies to use it, we should get paid for it. So he's involved in this. It's the brainchild of Andrew Yang. And uh, the primary objective is to establish and enforce data property rights under laws such as the California Consumer Privacy Act, which went into effect as of January 1st this year. Um, It's a sign-up form designed to capture just the information necessary to legally allow them to be uh, authorized agents in your fight for data rights. And what they'll do is once you've signed up, uh, obviously they're pursuing uh, all these things with tech and tech company boardrooms and if needed in the court of law, and they'll hopefully send you money every time that there's class action lawsuits or anything like that. Pretty interesting concept. Hmm. Hmm. My immediate yeah. thought was, do I feel comfortable giving them all my data? But, <laughs> oh, right. And, and so they pay you for it. <laughs> yes. At some point, you kind of have to throw caution to the wind and trust someone. And these guys seem to be pretty interesting characters and seem to be trying to do the right thing. I mean, as far as presidential candidates go, I was very big on board with Andrew Yang's technology perspective on things. Um, you know, ultimately, he would like to see what I think all of us would like to see, which is, you know, small costs for social media rather than using them selling our data as an alternative. It's, it's well, they should owe us some money for all of this, considering all the money that they're making. And that's kind of the, the pursuit and end goal here. Mm hmm kind of reverse micropayments. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh,
2: You know, it makes me think about how data has gone through this perception evolution where originally for a while it was considered to have value and so you wanted to gather up as much of it as you could and you wanted to hoard it and you wanted to keep it and you never wanted to get rid of it. And as the ability to store data became cheaper and cheaper and cheaper to the point of practically being free, that's what organizations were doing. And then there was a little bit of this shift towards considering data to be radioactive and that if you had too much of it in one place, bad things could happen. Data breaches, where now you have all this liability. If you have all this data gathered together, it gets out in the world. Everybody sues you and you lose, you or your insurance company loses a lot of money.
1: Now, Um, I would say that some smart companies have adopted that approach, but mm -hmm. we just look at our segment almost every week, huge data breach from huge company. I don't see that huge companies are taking this radioactive approach to data. They're still hoovering up as much as they possibly can.
0: I do a podcast with uh, basically chief data officers. I'm a producer on that show, and I get to listen to, that show quite a bit um it's called the data chief you can actually go download it on itunes and uh, where no sorry apple podcasts itunes doesn't exist anymore um <laughs> you can listen to these people and very few of them are for storing less data it's yeah. all about more data more data yeah. <laughs> more data there's one one person i think jacques van Nykirk was very much on, on the lines of like look we need to be very careful with this this is their data we need to, you know, we have to have trust with our with our customers, and we need to know, you know, what we're doing with it, and we don't want to cross the line with it. Most of the other guests on the show are like, "Give us more, we want yeah. more." Yeah, and, and it no, seems I, to be I, a yeah, very
1: right. tech woke kind of thing for a very small amount of very progressive companies that are that are treating yeah. it that way. Uh, it's more, no. it's more all the security professionals out there saying, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't be doing this," and the company boardroom saying, "Screw you, we are."
0: Yeah, I think it's the security people that are driving the the radioactive charge.
2: Yes, and I think it's a really important uh, nuance that you point out, Jason. And and from my point of view, um, it is, in fact, even more specific than that, it is the privacy folks. It's Mm -hmm. not the security folks. It's the chief privacy officers who are the ones who are saying, hey, everybody, this stuff's going to go critical (laughs) mass if we
1: keep gathering it up. Who gets fired if something happens? That guy. Yep, <laughs> that guy's the fall guy.
2: <laughs> yes, uh, and also I think um, you have to be careful because I've heard of more than one company where the chief privacy officer is more or less window dressing.
1: You yeah. know, like they're not, they're not they, really listened to. They're just there because yeah. we. Uh, it's important to have somebody like that on our on our company tree. Right because yeah.
2: your privacy is important to us. Yes because we, we have this guy we
1: have a chief privacy officer. <laughs> so yeah. he's about the same role as the chief diversity officer. Yeah. His name tag has a target painted on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. They, he's he's issued a red <laughs> shirt when he walks in the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. We have company uniforms here. Here's your shirt, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I wouldn't get too comfortable in that uh, cubicle there, <laughs>
1: yeah. friend. Uh. D- don't, don't put up the family pictures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right.
0: And if anybody asked you to go to an, for an away mission to lunch, bring your own. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not yeah. coming back from Chipotle, man. You're not coming back.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Well, that's it, guys.
2: All right. Yep, Alrighty. yep, 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 yep. <laughs> All right, gents. Well, do take care. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. All righty.
0: Ups and doodads.
2: Brian, a couple weeks ago,
0: you told me you picked up the
1: Logitech MX Master 3 mouse. I did. I'm using it right now. And in fact, I even programmed the second uh, channel for my wife's computer uh, this week because she was getting sick of using her trackpad.
0: Yeah. No, it's cool. You can add up to three devices on it. Now, Mm -hmm. I used it for about a day. Mm -hmm. I cannot stand the MX Master 3. Really? They made a design change from the one and the two Mm -hmm. that I don't You won't notice it because you never used a two. No. But um, they put the back and forward buttons
1: under the thumb wheel. Yes. I find it amazingly convenient.
0: Yes. I find it (laughs) amazingly inconvenient because on the old ones, your thumb was right on the wheel at all times. Now you have to bump up against that and go over it. So all of my muscle memory is screwed. (laughs) So because the back and forward buttons were behind the thumb wheel. On the other one, which is, ah. which is much easier because you didn't bump it accidentally, you knew exactly where they were. So, uh, anybody want an MX Master Three? Because I'm just going to go buy me a couple extra Twos to have around. There you go.
1: Yeah. Well, or you can change your muscle memory. Yeah, but I've got three computers. Two of them have MX Twos, and one has an MX Three. Ah, but you can program all three computers on the one MX Three and just carry it around in your pocket.
0: Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to do
1: that. Not going to do that.
0: Uh, And let's follow up with the saga of the Nest Home Mini. Mm -hmm. So I got it. I programmed it. It took a while to get installed because they didn't tell you on the tin that you have to have not just the Google Home app installed on your phone and logged in. You also have to have the Google Assistant app and logged in on your phone. That was a fun hour and a half of Googling trying to figure (laughs) that one out. Mm -hmm. Um, But I got it set up. I programmed my routine. So in the morning, it wakes me up and says, good morning, Jason. It is this day, this date. Here's a little COVID news. And it, it reads me a partial article. And then and you then just see- go back to bed and cry. No, and then it's, but here's the cool part about it. It only gives you a synopsis of the article, but then it texts you a link to your phone. Or it didn't text you. It uses the Assistant app to, to pop up a notification with a link to the full article if you want to read it, which I thought was a really cool feature. Then I have it read the day again because I may have forgotten during the COVID because <laughs> I got the COVID brain. And then it says, okay, time to get up and get out of bed and move your ass. Um, and I have it set for 5 o'clock in the morning. And I love it. I love it. I think it's great. Cool. I do want to up my ante a bit and get some you know, lights to bring up the lights in the room and do the whole shebang.
1: I'm going to tell you right now, you'll install those. You'll play with it and use it for a month, and then you'll completely and utterly forget about that and never do it again.
0: Well, that's why it's all automatic i don't do anything it just does it at five in the morning it just Mm -hmm. wakes me up so it would be nice if it could start to raise the lights in the room i wish i could tie it into my um my eight sleep bed to have it like you know trigger that but i guess i can do that already with scheduling on the on the bed but i have to say though this is the one thing that it really excites me about the nest home mini it is so much more superior than alexa in answering questions Mm-hmm. It, it, you cannot believe how easy it is and it just tells you everything right away it is so much smarter than alexa and don't even get me started on siri siri's just like you know siri's <laughs> like the, the dumb three, one it's the three-year-old sucking his thumb in the corner with the dunce cap on <laughs> i'm like and because you know you put in you have your zip code in, entered into it so it knows exactly where you're at And i'm like um you know hey lady in the disc Uh, what time does the UPS store open? And she's like, oh, the one closest to you opens at 9 a.m. You know, it just knows immediately. And it's smart enough to do that. And I I can ask it just about anything. And it works. It just works. So if I had to do it again, and I was going to put these around my house, I would totally go with the Google Home series or the Nest Mini or the Nest Home series now. Okay. Because it is so much better than Alexa.
1: Oh, my God, is it so much better? That's cool. Uh, I'm just not willing to change my entire uh, infrastructure in my house right now. Although my new house, perhaps I'll go Google. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm telling you, man, this thing is so much smarter. It's so much better. I, I, I was blown away. It's like I, it's, I tried to play Stump the Nest, and it kept coming back with like great answers for just about everything.
1: Stump the Nest. That sounds like something completely different, but okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I finally got my uh, Blackmagic ATEM Mini. -hmm. This thing, it's a video switcher. It's a four HDMI video switcher. So I can have up to four HDMI ports coming into my the little box. And you can either run it with the buttons on the box to switch your feeds, or you can use the software control, which is really cool. Uh, hat tip to Kent Nichols for helping me figure out one of my sound issues this week. Thank you, brother. You saved, saved my bacon. Um, but this thing is really cool. The problem was I ordered this thing in February, and it just came two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're back in stock now, but they have the ATEM Mini and the ATEM Mini Pro. The A10 Mini Pro is really cool because if you're a live streamer, it's like one button streaming to your major platforms. Mm -hmm. So you basically sit down, turn your cameras on, get everything booted up, and then you can just press the YouTube button and boom, you're live on YouTube. Which is kind of kind of nice for you know instead of having to sit there and you you got your OBS running, you got your switchers running, all the software going, you got the Elgato doohickey running. (laughs) It's like. And I tell you what, man, doing this video thing is tough. It's just so many moving parts. But I see the appeal to it. I you know, I I watched Seth Miranda do his stuff, and I'm like, damn, you got this thing nailed, man. He's like, yeah, it's a pain in the ass, though. And I'm like, now I get it. It is a total pain in the ass. But right. this little switcher box is really cool because it also has the one thing that I needed, uh, which is audio offset because when the signal comes from the camera and if you if anybody who's running a DSLR trying to use it as a webcam there's lag there's lag cuz it goes through the encoder and then if you have sound pumped in from another source they're going to be offset there's going to be a delay but the the mini lets you set like how many frames of video that the video is or the audio is offset by so you can sync everything up so you don't look like an old chinese martial arts movie it's right. great <laughs> okay yeah, and it was under 300 bucks it's you know for what this thing does it's amazing for the
1: price all right excellent well you were speaking about the three-year-old sitting in the corner with the dunce cap sometimes i wish i had that situation going on in my house i have the opposite i have a three and a half year old wandering around behind me all the time going and he's beyond into solar system stuff space stuff right now so i've just got this guy following me all day long going Daddy, what are the four, five dwarf planets in the solar system? What are the planets in the solar system? Tell them to me in order. How many moons does Saturn have? <laughs> it is nonstop,
0: nonstop. So, so if you had a nest home, Minnie, he could just sit there and ask it all day.
1: Semi-related to that, uh, in perfect timing, this appeared in my feed at some point. The best apps for identifying bugs, trees, and more in woods and gardens over at Fatherly. So this is the the URL says seven apps. The actual article itself says six apps. So at some point one app got cut from this article, and they <laughs> forgot to tell the people who uh, did the uh, headlining. Um, so it's nature apps and things. Like, it's basically hot dog or not for a lot of these app, uh, these apps, but apparently yeah. they actually work very well now. Uh, they've got one called like Picture Insect, so you can take a picture of a bug or an insect and it will identify what it is for you and then give you information about that. Pretty cool. Uh, the one that I was interested in is Starwalk 2, which I have downloaded. It's a $2.99 purchase, so I bit the bullet and went for it. Uh, I haven't been able to play around with it too much. It is incredibly involved. So as, as my kid learns more and more and gets interested in more stuff, this is obviously going to grow with him. I have to find the kind of more gentle early kid settings. Uh, but I see them in the screenshots. I just haven't played around with it enough to actually find them yet. So I'm so far on board with this one. Uh, there's also one called Sky View, which is more involved with finding constellations and things like that. Uh, might try that one as well, and I also downloaded the tree identifying apps because it 's a this is by virginia Tech and same sort of thing you can take pictures, but the cool thing about this one is it it uses your location and basically will tell you the plants that are right around you, plants and trees, and show you pictures of them so you can go recognize them yourself and look like you actually know something to your kid. Ahead of time, right. which is nice. And they've also got one about birds and wildlife and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, pretty interesting. A lot of cool apps are coming out that uh, will tell you a lot about the world around you without having to go, hey Siri, and get the wrong answer, or hey Google, and maybe get the right one.
0: Yeah, I like that. I think I want to put the plant one on there because does it tell you if it's poisonous or not? Because yeah, in the com- will, It'll
1: tell you everything, yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> in the coming in the coming apocalypse, uh, we might all be stuck in the woods foraging for food. So a little app to tell you if you can eat it or not. Well, a uh, lucky,
1: lucky interesting thing for you about that app in particular is it gives you three options when you install it. You can download the entire database, you can download only the local database, or you can put nothing on your phone and just have it go to the cloud every time you want to. So you might want to download that full database because in yeah. the apocalypse, you will not be connecting to their cloud servers.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That was going to be my next question <laughs> is to, does it give you the option to download everything locally? So that's uh, kind of
1: cool. That app definitely does. The Star 1, I don't, I didn't see anything like that. So you can uh, definitely download all the data for that app, which is kind of cool. Nice. Nice. Because it's not like the data is going to change. It's going to be the same fucking plant. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs>
0: we don't have you know. We have an update 2.0. for your. <laughs> <adendum>. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! So uh, with this new update that uh, Apple just released for iOS and the Apple Watch, mm-hmm. uh, Apple Car Key is now a thing. Now it's of course you can only use it on a BMW right now, and I thought maybe I thought of you, but then I read the article and saw that nope only only the these BMW series blah 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 yep. manufactured after July 1st 2020 will be compatible so 17 days ago they started making cars that you could use this with
1: so <laughs> yes. there are 12 people on the planet right now that can it's actually use it probably not even 12 because if they were manufactured July 1st 2020 they probably have not even made it to a dealer yet exactly so yeah, yeah. uh Problem that doesn't really need to be solved. I mean, I guess it's kinda nice, maybe, you know, if if carrying a fob is too much for you. <laughs> just you know, I've got a tiny fob in my pocket that, and I can unlock my car. I, I don't have to take it out. It just stays in my pocket when I need to go driving and it stays in my pocket the whole time and I'm able to open the car, close the car, whatever. It's it's I I, I one less thing in the pocket, but it's such a small thing anyways. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, my fob is my key. Yeah, so
0: exactly, I mean, my fob is, it's like the control panel for the car. The other thing that my Explorer has, which I don't think your BMW has, is there's a keypad on the outside of my door. No, I don't so have if, that. So if yeah, if I don't if I don't have my fob or anything, I can actually type in a code and get into my car and use it. Right. So it's a five digit code, and you just basically punch in the code, and you can just get in and go. So you don't even <laughs> need it sometimes um but yeah check it out if you're going to buy a new bmw Uh, i don't know why you do that right now but uh yeah if you're gonna check them out make sure it uh, was ask them if it was baked after july 1st if you want to use the the (laughs) apple car
1: key look i i love my bmw it's my second bmw i may potentially always be a bmw customer but it's going to depend on what they're going to do with their bullshit subscription stuff they're talking about if they if they roll that out i'm out
0: well, technically, you kind of have another BMW
1: because minis are made by BMW. Yes, they are. Brick a brick. And I saw this going around on Twitter uh, when they actually did it, and Bored Panda has made a collection of 30 of some of the best of these. These are just hilarious. A filmmaker has asked people to describe their favorite movie as boring as possible, and uh, boy, did they deliver. I mean, these are just phenomenal. I don't know if you had a chance to look over these anyways, but uh, here, Guy finds a ring and his nephew returns it to the factory.
0: (laughs) Old lady tells a story about a boat on a different boat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I knew you would pick that one. Yep, and I, I built a website about it. <laughs> uh, professor yeah.
0: skips office hours to find a misplaced box. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so good, so good. Yeah. I, I really wish I wish the you remember the old TV guide blurbs about movies. I, I they should replace them all with these. These are phenomenal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Man turns off alarm clock 3,176 times. <laughs>
1: Oh, God. Oh. Very good. And then uh, speaking of TikTok, as we talked about earlier, there is a challenge going around with Gen Z right now. And I just found this hilarious. Uh, we're all supposed to be wearing face masks at the moment to help reduce the spread of coronavirus, including if you're still on the fence about this. Scientists have come out and said that we could beat back this in the US in four to eight weeks if we all just wore our goddamn masks. Well, yeah. 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 So anyway, some people are treating this as an opportunity to try getting away with things they wouldn't ordinarily manage. One thing that's happening is underage kids are buying booze. Uh, they are basically using their masks and making themselves look like elderly women to convince shopkeepers that they're old enough. And uh, I've seen some of these. They look pretty convincing. Yeah. Uh, a, you know, a young girl covers her entire face with a rubber mask of an old woman's face, throws on a headscarf, the mask, and basically... You could probably get away with it for if you had a disinterested clerk. So, and there are. So it's like a challenge on TikTok right now, and people are pulling it off.
0: Cool, good for them. Yeah, much more clever than I ever was. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> well, good for you, kids. Good for mm-hmm. you. It's always good to start drinking young. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw this one, and it made me sad. British Airways is scrapping their entire 747 fleet early. Okay. They were going to do it anyway, but uh, since C-19 hit, nobody's flying. They're like, eh, let's mothball these bitches, which really sucks because the 747 is just, you know, it's so iconic. Grew up with it, and it's one of my favorite planes to fly on, although the new 767s and 787s are pretty damn nice,
1: too. (laughs) But I was about to say, I'll go ahead and take a newer plane. It's cool.
0: Yeah, the seven I took the 787 from LA to Hong Kong and it was one of the best flights of my life and <laughs> it has cameras on the outside so when you come in for a landing if the asshole on the side won't open the the window shade yep. you can actually like go between four like three or four different cameras on the plane and watch yourself come in and land with you can watch yourself land like with the camera on the underside of the plane it's so cool <laughs> it's so cool Now this next one I put in here And the story kind of doesn't really matter. It's a Japanese robot to clock in at convenience stores in test of retail automation. Uh, Yeah, they're making robots for convenience stores. Fine, fine. Uh, I want everybody to go look at this article. It's a Reuters article because this is the coolest fucking robot i've ever seen i love this thing this is so japanese it fucking shit sushi i love it <laughs> did
1: you get a chance to look at it yeah i did it is it is no, none more japanese than this it's pretty oh. it's pretty cool looking i love this yeah thing. yeah no i mean but I, I, I guarantee this is... you uh, you throw on a mask and uh kids kids in japan you're gonna be you're gonna be able to buy booze easy from this thing
0: Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. Uh, no, but I mean, this I, I just love this thing. I saw it this morning. I was just like, okay, that's going to the show for damn sure. Mm-hmm. And hey, if you're looking for a job in Culver City, California, uh, Apple Podcasts is hiring an editor. So you can be the one to pick all the new shows that go on the page on Apple Podcasts that nobody ever looks at anymore.
1: Hey, man, I should get myself in there as a mole. Yeah, follow, of on, man. I, I'm perfectly suited for this job. Yeah,
0: all you got to do is listen to podcasts and pick them for the U.S. and Canada. So you are dual citizen. So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, all I would right. be I will like, it. they all suck, except for grumpy old geeks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so get on that, Brian, please. Yeah, Culver City's not even that far away. Yep. So I wonder and what they, they pay. Got... Hmm.
0: Does it matter? Does it
1: That's matter? true. It's a job right now.
0: It's a job. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's greater than zero.
1: Uh, just a quick shout out to the Herman Miller folks. Uh, my Mira 2, as I mentioned a couple weeks back, had locked up and uh, I contacted customer service and they found an authorized uh, dealer near me. Uh, it took a while, COVID times. I'll give, him, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that. But a uh, guy showed up, mask, gloves, perfectly happy to take my chair outside to work on it there was able to at least get it basically working but is ordering completely new parts and whenever those arrive he'll come back install them and i'll basically have a brand new mirror too, free of charge that warranty pays off sometimes you get what you pay for yeah seriously i
0: didn't a 12 year warranty on a chair that's pretty awesome mm-hmm. so thank you very much herman miller until next time i'm brian schilmeister and I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. To support the show and keep us on the air, go to GOG.show slash donate. And to buy our merch, you can get some masks and mugs right now. Go to GOG.show slash shop. No car Tosses wrap th- yet. No car wraps, no car wraps. (laughs) us a few bucks and we'll love you forever. Your support really keeps us going and we really do appreciate it. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 456. From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, donate to the show, and get links to stuff we like. Stay grumpy and hope to see you on the Zoom.